Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Another week of N4G Radio. It's episode 619 for September 14th, 2020. And on the show this week, we have the lovely John W. Hello. And we have Anthony. Yep. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm Bill yeah, Jeff, That's all I get. Yep. 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 And uh, Mr. Wombat will be joining us in a moment to make an awkward appearance with his microphone. Because anytime he joins in after the show starts, we have a we have an awkward microphone moment. <laughs> uh, but I can say Price Watch is officially over. <laughs> well, technically half over. We've well, got to wait, to, over, we've got to wait be... till this week for the party. maybe, maybe. That's got to be it. You think? That, I mean, it, it had to well, be it, it in be. August. Well, it has to be because you seriously think Sony are going to allow Microsoft to have pre-order time before they announce a price? No, I I, I have total agreement that Sony will announce price before pre-orders go live, which yeah. uh, we guess we can go ahead and hop right into. It's It's that time of year. Football is on today, John. So uh, Yeah, is it... Cr- You've got crowd free, haven't you? Like we have over here with the with the soccer. No, um, they are allowing what? in. Uh, I think for what? the Thursday night game, there were seventeen thousand people allowed. Oh, for fuck's sake! You guys are idiots. Oh, uh, my god! Saying... Why would you go to a, a a football mat a game? I mean, a bunch of people went and saw Tenant over the weekend. Yeah, but uh, I've been to see Tenant, and it's it's basically. There was about eleven people in the whole theater. It's all it's like they're open, but they've got like all blocked off. All the seats are all blocked off. There's like four seats in front, behind, and to the left and to the right of each. That's group. how the football games. How many people do you think fit in a football stadium, John? I don't know. Yeah, but you've got seventeen thousand people have got to leave and come in. Well, I'm sure there's protocols to go in and out. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go. I wouldn't go see tenant. You're you're calling us morons, but you went to the theater. Fuck off, John. <laughs> There was eleven of us. There was eleven of us. That's too. That's that's enough to spread it to twelve thousand people, John. Don't you know how? Don't you know how tracing works? Yeah, but that's no, not exactly. But yeah, you put the paper. You put your the image you want to trace down first, (laughs) and put the other piece of paper over top of it. Yeah, eleven people, seventeen thousand people. My point is, is that it's fall. Officially, I'm just calling on. it. Football's on. That's all. That's all that matters. Wombat, did you join us? I did, sir. 
Oh, we didn't have a microphone mishap. Awesome. Nope. Welcome I got to my I got my good mic back home now, so. Excellent. Well, we were just about to to start we were going to start discussing, you know, the fact that we have some console prices. Just just some. Yeah, we don't have well, well we were actually discussing that that uh, you know, Sony we're just in the news, fuck it. Sony's got an event on the 16th. Yes. Where we're assuming that they're just going to announce everything because um as John It'll said, be, no we, funny if they don't. If they don't announce prices, I'm going to laugh so goddamn hard. I I am sick to the teeth, back teeth of those fucking assholes online who literally think that Sony have won the console war because they have announced an announcement. And it's like, you're fucking kidding me. Get a life. It's no, like that you saw the tweet. That's the first time I've ever heard sick to the back teeth. I like that. That's yeah, a pretty a, good one. It's, it's a British phrase, yeah. I'm assuming you saw the tweet that that a, that a friend of the show put out saying, like, I had an out-of-body experience yeah. when Sony announced the event. <laughs> it's like, seriously, that's that that's what you get out. get Go out more. Do something with your life, but don't have an out-of-body experience because you've got an announcement of an announcement. Get a life. I want to tell you the pinnacle of fanboyism this week that, that absolutely drove me. I, I I literally just slammed my head into a wall. So I don't know if anybody has seen tweets from a, a site called Hard Drive, which is essentially the onion for video games. Yes. Yeah. So they put out a tweet this week that said Xbox All Access now includes a PS5. <laughs> and the comments to that tweet were, I still wouldn't buy it from Sony fanboys. Are they all little crybabies? But I'm just like, so you wouldn't take a free PS5 for the price of an Xbox because it would mean you'd have to own an Xbox. Digital Foundry made a very good point when they, because they saw it months and months ago before the pandemic hit, um, the this S, the Xbox S. Um, they made a very good point that even if you're like, uh, a Sony fan, the Xbox Series S is so priced such a way that it's a way for people to get those exclusives. If you have got a PlayStation, if your preferred platform is a PlayStation f- and you want the 5, for only a few hundred dollars more, you can get into not only the Xbox ecosystem, but the Game Pass ecosystem. And there are people out there who think that's a crime. Oh, I mean, we had a... Uh, God damn it. Ken Hirakawa? Kara? Yeah, I know. Thank you. I have issues. I cannot say that name. No, so anyway, I'm with you. <laughs> um, he he was he sent an email in and wasn't sure, right? Am I? He's the one that plays uh, Minecraft? Yeah, he plays Minecraft. Yeah. He's right. the Minecraft guy, yeah. So... so I just want to make sure it wasn't, I wasn't melding the two into like a, with a tweet or whatever. So, um, and I said like, well, you know, you might want to get an Xbox because they're going to update first. Well, this is the way he does it, right? Like if you don't want to play Minecraft. Yeah. That two ninety nine price tag is like, that was the biggest news story of the week. Like they announced price for the X and everybody's like, I don't give a shit. Let's talk about the S. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's not as powerful, but like, if you've ever been like, oh, I want to play this, or I like the idea of Game Pass, this is the machine for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, think I think that's... I think it's fantastic. And there's I, there's no way on God's green earth does Sony 
all digital PlayStation Five match that price? It, no, no way, no way. Because obviously their specs are the same as the the big one, but without the disc drive. But so this is a great way to own both for people who don't really mind about having like the pinnacle of the Xbox and having like all powerful there. But at least they get to experience things like Game Pass, which are fantastic. I have a weird yeah. thing where I'm flashback to my days in retail, and this would be the console I push to the people that aren't super familiar with video games. They're like, yeah, I just want a machine that can do the things. Play, yeah, man, do the play things. Call of Duty, play Minecraft, have yeah, Game like, Pass. For a Blu-ray player, Yeah, here you go. Because yeah. this will be your thing where it's like, yeah, you can get all your standard Netflix and stuff on it, but like for whatever, $15 a month, like you get a bunch of games and it's like, and you'll always have Minecraft, which is a big one. And You'll be able to play, like, so outside of the people that talk about video games on Twitter or on a podcast, like, I think this is the one that will get consumers interested. Who and that are, price point is beautiful for that. Well, I mean, people need to realize that, like, the Wii sold not just because it was the Wii, but, like, it was also affordable. It was one ninety nine. it wasn't at launch. Uh, two forty nine for the two forty nine. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Not far off. What exactly? So, so, like, hey, I want to play this video game, but I don't have a console. This will do that for you. So, yeah. I, I, I like that concept of it because it just it gets more people to play video games. And again, with the Game Pass, it's an easy thing to sell to people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with not only with that along with the price um, you've also got the all access stuff which again i don't see sony doing which is you get your game pass ultimate which includes your pc stuff your game pass for xbox your streaming if you've got an android uh ea play obviously now but it also for the like for what tw- 20 dollars it's, 20, it's, it's 25 dollars a month is it 25 or 20 for the it's s 20 20 for the s and 30 for the the x well, it's 35 um, for the x oh it might be 25 yeah. yeah it might be 25 then but that's but what what does what does uh game pass cost in dollars over there on 15, its own? 15 a month that's, for 10 dollars extra that's crazy value that's really really enticing to people who maybe want to dip their toe in it and and it's worth mentioning that all access is it's not more than you would pay up front it's exactly the same or sometimes in some cases a little less it's actually less if you think about it yeah there's no it's interest free um just like uh, apple do with their upgrade program and and whatnot it you you're just basically getting credit on the cost of the device you're not paying any interest i think a lot of people don't like like Anthony said, people who talk about video games on podcasts, people who tweet about video games, they don't realize that the majority of video game consoles are sold to people who are price conscious. That that price matters. Yes, Xbox failed last gen because of that stupid messaging, but another reason PlayStation One is because motherfucker, it was a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. And also, oh, it's a year of the where people are out of work or struggling with work and financially because of what's gone on. This is again, a, a viable, a proper viable option for those people that can't shell out 500 bucks. So just a, um, 
uh, just so I can jump in and have my my breath of the wild moment here. <laughs> um, and not to not to to dunk on the uh, uh, the the series S because I do I do agree with everything you guys have said, but just to make a couple points that I haven't seen very widely spread here. Um, to your point about exclusives, um, you'll also be able to play any of those exclusives on the Xbox One S for the next two years, which is even cheaper than the Series S. Granted, they won't run as well, but the demographic that you guys are talking about, the extremely casual demographic, doesn't necessarily care about that as much as the hardcore folks do. Ah, uh, but I and have here. Hold on, let me finish. Don't jump in. <laughs> And number two, the um, one of the big selling points of this the this generation for Xbox is backwards compatibility, and you won't be able to play any of your Xbox 360 or Xbox One disc games on this um, discless uh, mm-hmm. version as well. So, not yeah. that I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a good console. I think it's a great price. But my point is, if it's really all about price. You can play all the Xbox games you want for the next two years on an Xbox One S for even cheaper. I've got a feeling that by the middle of next year, they won't. You won't be able to buy a new Xbox One S. That's I reckon they. I reckon they phase that out because the Series S will take its place. I I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you can get an S down to like a hundred to one hundred and fifty bucks, and you're still selling you're still selling Game Pass machines. I well, agree with that. I, I don't. I will say. I don't think. Like, can you find Siri or uh? No, oh God, sorry, the, the stupid naming convention here. Can you find the <laughs> uh One S on shelves still though? Because the One X is basically gone. The you One X is still. out of the One X is out of print, but the One S is still being printed, yeah. and you can buy those. Okay. Yes. You can absolutely. That yeah. was that was going to be my only thing on the first part. As for. The Xbox 360 stuff, again, that's a that's a you are already invested in video games thing. Sure, but if you're not invested in video, that's that goes back to my first point. If you're not invested in video games, then the then the Xbox One S is cheaper and can play all the same stuff as the Series One or Series S. Yeah, I mean these are these are all factors for sure, and they will factor in. But but again, another point to that is is if that guy that only plays Madden and Call of Duty every year is looking to play those games, you know, to feel like he's in the zeitgeist of the next generation. With the ray tracing and the fast SSD cards and stuff. Yeah, and, like, you can get in for $300 as opposed to, let's let's be fair, the PS5 is going to be at least 500 for the regular, probably 400 for the digital. That's my guess on the prices, and I'm guessing that the, the all-digital version is going to be extremely hard to get. Um... I'm also going to make a prediction that the Xbox Series S will outsell the Xbox Series X in the first couple of years of that console. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, you know what? You might be right. I, I just think that for 300 bucks to enter the next, to get the idea of entering next generation, I think that thing is going to sell like fucking hotcakes. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I think the X is going to sell to people like me and the S is going to sell to like so many more people than me like i even saw people who do regularly play video games considering buying the s because they don't care about 4k so so the the one thing i'll I'll say 
and again, I'm, I'm just making these points because I don't feel like I've heard these points made in other places. I'm not making these points because I think the Series S is a bad idea or that it won't sell. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's a great price. I think it will sell. Um, but at the same time, I do think that if they knew that this console was going to come out, um, I think it 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 makes me question why they made the decision to say that for the first two years, everything would still be able to be playable on the Xbox One. Um, because it seems like you could have encouraged a lot more people to buy this Series S if they had to upgrade to the next gen to play the next generation of games. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... I think Microsoft was trying to cover every base without upsetting one area. And, and like you say, that can certainly backfire in the fact that, you know, any first party Microsoft game for the next, let's, let's be fair that that, that statement of Xbox working on S is just first party stuff. Sure. So like a game like the medium will not play on the Xbox one S from what I understand. Right. Yeah, that's that's very true. My that that piece is more aimed at the the notion that this is a great second console for the people that already have a PS5. Uh, And my my assumption is if you already have a PS5 um, that can run stuff in 4K, you're likely not going to buy third party stuff for the Series S. Unless it's exclusive like the gunk and I think the medium is. Okay. So those I know the gunk is for sure, but I think the medium is at least a timed exclusive. I I don't I hate this shit. I can't stand it. I can't stand a game that's coming to another console not even being allowed to say they're coming to another console. That works both ways. I hate that shit. Um I mean there's so many of them. Like we still we know Final Fantasy remakes coming to the Xbox and the PC, but we still haven't had somebody come out and say that it is coming. Not allowed to just yet. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a crack of shit. Like, yeah, no, agreed. And the, again, it's bad enough that exclusives happen, um, but at least give those that don't have the play the PlayStation Four or whatever a little bit of hope and say, well, look, you know, Sony have ponied up for a bit uh, for 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 some timed exclusivity, but don't fret, it will it will be there. But unfortunately, part of the exclusivity is the fact that it has to seem like it is exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that shit. I, I hate that's... it for all consoles. Like even yeah, Switch so... is guilty of it, where they'll they'll do those directs and they'll be like, you know, this game's coming they to Switch. Timed exclusive on console or something, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah, console timed exclusive, and it's yeah, I don't. But at least they say it's timed exclusive, whereas because um, that's one thing they do often tout. It's like if you watch those directs, it's coming first on console or timed exclusive. At least they're making that known, whereas as you say, um, other companies like Final Fantasy, you know, games like Final Fantasy VII, we know it's happening. They're just what even though what even to be fair, it does say it on the box. It says one year timed exclusive on the box. Does it really? Yeah, like there's a little logo on it that says timed exclusive. I was like, that's I, I, weird. I, I haven't bought the box. I've got the digital version. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy boxes anymore, so it don't matter to me, but it's, it's, I just yeah. thought that was funny. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. it's, it's just confusing to consumers. And, and truth be told, I know that we flub it up, um, but like hearing articles every day about how confusing Series S versus Series X is, and I'm just like, man, there are so many more confusing things on this planet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, so I mean, this is a um, this is a huge week for me uh, because I'm still undecided uh, on which console I'm going to buy first. Mm-hmm. I'll have both the Series X and the PS5 at some point in the next year, but I'm still undecided as to which one I'm going to buy first. So, um, you think price will play a, a part of that? Not likely, because I I am one of the people who expects the PS5 to come in at five hundred dollars. I don't think they'll come in more expensive than that. Um, so I, I don't think price will make a difference. It's it's mostly about what games are going to be there at launch, and well, uh, if things like Valhalla have been brought forward, haven't they, to launch with the with the, the Xbox, yeah, Xbox, and haven't they? So which is cool. Yeah, I, my 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 question is mostly around like I'm sure Miles Morales will be uh, a PlayStation Five launch title. Uh, I reckon that gets just, pushed. Uh, you think so? I think so. I mean, I, I think it'll be there. I, I don't um, know. We haven't even seen it. Like, I, I hope it's there. That'd, that'd be a good launch title. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But we really haven't seen much running on the Series X either. And they're going to have right. launch titles. So the I, I think it'll be there. Um, my question is, what else is there? And it, it may make more sense based on the library for me to pick up an Xbox first. It may not. I'm still trying to figure it out. So... Well, to be fair, we've seen games running that are coming to Xbox, but Xbox doesn't necessarily have an exclusive anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't seen them running on an Xbox, have we? I thought their yeah, their yeah, last the, thing was uh, um, I thought those were running on PC. So the video that came out this week for the Series S, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Legion, or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and uh, one of the other games were running on Xbox Series S. But but have we? So yeah, my my question was, have we seen anything running on a Series X? I mean, I'm assuming those are the same games running on the X, right? The S and the X are the same architecture, just more powerful. Right. So, I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm just, it's not them running on the console, it's the game running itself. Like, we haven't seen any gameplay demos of Miles Morales. We've seen more of Ratchet than we've seen of Miles Morales, and they said Ratchet was a launch. Sure. That's the only thing that makes me nervous that Miles Morales is going to get delayed because I don't. Every day we see a game get delayed. What was it? The Kena, the Bridge of Spirits, got delayed this week. Yep. Um, which was a huge like that game looked that looked like one of those games that could steal a launch because it looked so good and there wasn't a lot else coming out. So that's another game delayed. Yeah, I I I will be shocked. If Miles Morales isn't at launch, I I agree on all the points you just made, but I will be shocked if it's not at launch. I would be it's, shocked too because it literally puts PlayStation in the same position as Xbox with not really having an exclusive. And the it's it's all it is is I, I shouldn't say all it is because it minimizes the effort, but it's it's the Spider-Man on PS4 engine at its core, just beefed up for the system capability. Um, so it's not like they're rebuilding the engine from scratch. Um, so I, I would be shocked if it's not there at launch. Um, I hope it is, but we'll oh, see. I think, I, mean, I think we'll, I think we'll know one way or the other come. Wednesday, I agree. Uh, Wednesday, I, well, I think. I think on Wednesday, um, we'll know the vast majority of the stuff that's coming to the PlayStation five launch. Yeah. I yeah, do I, hope I, they come. I was going to say, I do hope they come out and finally debunk the back compat stuff. Cause it's just not fucking happening. No. No, I don't think that's happening either. Yeah, if they if they were going to do that, we'd we'd heard about it by now. It'll All certainly right. be interesting to watch, but I yeah, I I think come Wednesday we will find out what that what 
games that launches with. And at that point, you think they'll have a very good idea of if anything's going to be pushed back. I am interested to watch it because I've already made my decision on what I'm buying this fall, and I'm excited to see what I'm going to be playing come the spring when I do pick up a PS5. And I hope, I hope, and I know I'm one of the few of the the hardcore gaming community, I hope that I can get a digital PS5 because I would rather pay less because I'm not buying discs ever again. So I hope I can get one. I have a feeling they're going to be hard to get, and that makes me nervous. But anyway, that wasn't the only news that happened this week. Ubisoft also had a forward event where they announced some new games. Um, One of them was the return of something people have been clamoring for forever. No, I'm not talking about Prince Persia. We're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> so Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is coming back. It's a complete edition. will be released this fall for uh, everything, pretty much. I think it's even come to Stadia, because Ubisoft is one of the two companies supporting Stadia. Um, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Does anybody... Anybody like, show one of those people that have been going nuts for this thing to come back? I mean, it's a good I, game. I never even played it. It's a, it a great game. I'm not. I'm not a rabid fan, but it's a solid. It's a solid beat 'em up. That's for sure. It's a cracking title. It's a really good River City Ransom clone. Mm. I mean, like that's it's River City Ransom to its core, and it's a good game. And it's a shame that people couldn't get it. But I mean. I'm glad it's coming back. Like it's a, again, it's a really good game. I just don't. I wouldn't have bothered Brian Lee O'Malley for years about it. As if uh, you know, you know how people are. They they get something that they. It's literally. I think the best tweet I saw about it. And it's from a snarky Twitter account, so whatever. But I think the best line I saw about this game is people were clamoring for a game just because they couldn't have it. And I, and I think there's I think there's truth to that. I really do. Yeah, a little bit. I think you I think might that's. Be right. I mean, you're 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 not necessarily wrong about when it came out. I don't think people were in the mood for that type of game. But are they really in the mood for that type of game now? Considering the 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 renaissance of beat 'em ups we've had in the last two years, we've had an overload. Yes, but I, that's just it. Like it came out and it was the best of beat 'em ups in a world that didn't want those anymore. Like this was around 2010. Like yeah, so it's been almost a decade. It, so it's I, don't fun. I don't have any problem with any game coming back because there are fans for it. I'm just curious why this one gets so much more attention than because it's else. four players. The artwork's really good. The music's fantastic. Uh, again, it's like Reverse Ransom, so it's kind of this open world thing. Nah, um, it's just because people can't buy it. Come on, now. you know that's true. I I mean that definitely was part of it, but but like it was a just I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Fine, sure. Wait, so I, so I've never played Scott Pilgrim. It's four players. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's really Scott Pilgrim and three other people versus the world. <laughs> well, what doesn't make sense is you can play as Ramona Flowers. Who I don't know who that is. So the girl Scott Pilgrim, that Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim is Pilgrim. fighting the world for. Oh, okay. Scott Pilgrim is so, completely outside of my. I've, I've never sure seen the movie. I've never. The, yeah, he's a he's a he's in love with this girl, and he has to fight all of her exes. Yeah, like that's the that's the plot line, gotcha. and it's very like over the top goofy. So, gotcha. Chris Evans is in it. Um, if you were on Twitter this weekend, that's a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing about that is how people love Chris Evans so much that people like 
rushed that hashtag to post unrelated things oh, yeah. uh, to bury the the picture that got out. Yeah, for sure. What happened? Oh, John. Um... He, so Chris Evans posted a picture of his camera roll from his phone, and it happened to include a picture of his business. Well, of hold his, on. Of his, <laughs> of his hawk. Yeah. From, from my understanding, you don't necessarily know it's his. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, okay, so A, <laughs> someone's business. That's <laughs> um, really conspiracy, everybody. But the best picture on his camera roll was the, the one that said, Garden that pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah so then uh, wow. uh like i said people people like chris evans so much that they rushed the hashtag and started posting like his wholesome dog things yeah yeah well i'll tell you this um although um i've never met chris evans um they filmed part of the avengers um if you've seen Oh, I can't remember which one it is, but you know where they've got the the new Avengers building. It's like that glass building in one of the movies. I can't remember which I, one it is. I mean, there's like 600 movies, John. Yeah. I don't fucking but anyway, remember. there's a big there's a big glass building, um, the new Avengers headquarters, or whatever, and um, that was filmed in Norwich, which is where I used to live. And they had Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth at the local university, which is where that land is owned, or who owns that land. And apparently, um, Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr. were great, and they were posing for photos and speaking to the students there and all sorts, and Chris Evans was a dick. So, there you go. Wow, John, way to ruin his hog. Anyway, let's move on. Another game coming back that people have been clamoring for is Prince Persia Remake has been announced. That looked terrible. Well, I'm I'm sorry that, and I'll I'll go into this when we speak about games we've been playing. But as a remaster, that looked janky as fuck. Okay, well, way to be negative, but all right. Uh, Does anyone disagree? I. It's a first-time studio. It's Ubisoft's first remake, and actually, from what I understand, that trailer was a very old build. I I won't judge anything until I actually play it, because I like that game. Um, But to be fair, I did purchase it on the Xbox store for $3.99 this weekend and was able to play it in 4K. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like... It looks like how you remember it. Yeah. It doesn't really look like how it was. I think a lot of people need to realize that. Um, it's, it doesn't look like next gen. It looks like what you'd expect from like a PS3 remake. Sure. Um, it was literally announced for, it was literally announced for Xbox one and PS4. Yeah. It still looks a generation behind. Yeah. For what sure. annoys me about it is that they've called it a remake and there's a whole thing about remasters and remakes. Um, and the last time that word was used in any kind of big sense was Final Fantasy. I know that's a very different thing, but I, as a remake, I expect that to look better. It, but it is a remake. It is not on the same engine. They, I think, are re-recording all the dialogue. So it is. So if not it's not on the same re- engine, it should look better. It's on the Assassin's Creed engine. And again, this yeah. is a first-time studio. I think they've done one other game, technically, and it was small. It was a very small game. 
So it's an it's you don't hear about too many games coming out of India. So it's Ubisoft India. Um, you know they're giving what 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 everybody's saying about this is like oh, it doesn't look as good or whatever. Which again I think is wrong. It just doesn't look as good as what you'd expect from Ubisoft, I suppose, at this point. Um, what I don't understand is why people are getting upset about that. I'm just kind of upset that the way we're getting Prince of Persia again is a story I've already seen. <laughs> You're not getting a new one. Yeah, and I'm not even saying I wanted more of the 2008 version, which, I mean, I do because I liked that take on the world, but anything at this point. I just I don't need to see the Sands of Time story again. This is now the third time they're retelling that story. They did it in the original game, they did the movie, and now they're doing this. And it's just kind of like, okay, but like you've proven that there's more to this, this myth of this character than the Sands of Time. So it'll be isn't interesting. It, but... Isn't it perfectly in fitting with the universe that they would tell the same story over and over again? <laughs> just um, rewind it. They should just, they should just pause between installments and say, no, wait, that's not quite how it went. Let me try again. <laughs> uh, I think the it would have. I think I would be feeling better about it if they did, like something to kind of subvert your expectations in the trailer. But it literally just looks like a trailer for the game I've played with new models. Like it, it's like okay, and I think they don't do themselves any favor <laughs> by having one of the pre-order bonuses be the classic filter or something like that. <laughs> Which just makes the game look old, I think. Hey, you know, you can you can do that like, on Xbox. You can just buy the back compat. Yeah, exactly. I was like, um, that's a really weird pre-order bonus. I, I understand including the original, like, model of the prince with all of the janky edges and stuff. But, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see when it comes out in January. Um, I'll play it again. It's a good... It's a good game, so as long as they match that playing style, I'm okay with it. I was looking for it, but I can't find the name of the game that ended the show. Riders something. Republic. Yeah, I don't care. Rider, there. That's, I, I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's Steep 2. Um, and it technically in all, is all, in all but name. Um, but it's not. I, it's like a Battle Royale, right? No, I don't think it is. I think it's there a, will be a battle royale. Game. I think yes, yeah, multiplayer. I don't think it's battle. Ro- I don't think the main mode will be battle royale. I think it will have a battle royale mode, um, but I don't think it's solely battle royale. I from that trailer, I literally got that like sixty people jump off the top of a mountain. The first one to get to the bottom wins. It's like Fall Guys. No, I think there will be a mode, but I don't think that's the only mode. I think this is a spiritual successor. To st- it's the same studio that made Steep, but it yeah, obviously... but Steep had like a single player. Like I that's... think this will. I think this will have some stuff you can do on your own. This is a multiplayer game. I'm just saying that this is, to me, I got the impression that this was the next step in that steep gameplay but isn't steep it's the same people it's a similar concept it's not the snow and it's multiplayer but I, oh. and, but uh, well let me just put it this way if it is solely a battle royale game you have to pay for this game this isn't free and that is the kiss of death for a battle royale game i don't know i just i saw the trailer and i was like i don't care 
No, I, I looked at that and I thought it was a bit... I, it's not my cup of tea, for sure. Um, They also showed Watch Dogs, which we know uh, the return of Aiden from the first game, which blew the internet up. I know Anthony was happy he liked that character. Everybody wanted Marcus. Uh, I don't know. I didn't need either one. Watch Dogs has never been a better game about no, characters. I, I mean, it, it, it didn't. What I thought was interesting, though, was that they were... Can I? Can I just... Can I just explain my point of why Aiden Pierce is a better no, character? No, you're not allowed to explain your point. That's stupid. All right. No, go ahead. <laughs> I understand why people like Marcus better. He is a more, he is a likable character. However, more personable. he's more personable. And so was hmm. all of his cast of friends that you meet, um, part of their dead sec. However, that game fails not only in the fact that you can do every mission with just the little um, RC car, basically, which kind of defeats the point of sneaking around if you just can drive the RC car and then buzz people's phones and they stop paying attention to the RC car and then you just drive to the point and then leave. Um, the The issue with that game was what there is no real serious parts. The parts that were serious have next to no follow-up and they learn kind of nothing throughout that game. So it's a bunch of kids, relatively, right, doing a bunch of stuff that's illegal. They have they face consequences, but those consequences never pay off fully. You never see what they've learned from those mistakes. And it seemed like that game was trying to be more funny, and that's fine. But it's the same issue that I have with Far Cry. Funny isn't just enough. Um... You know, they did that with 4, and I think well, that's the reason why Far Cry 4 doesn't have as much character as Far Cry 3 or 5, is that they, the bad guy in 4 is just kind of uh, Voss again. And it's like, okay, um, this game was like, what if everybody was wacky and weird? And, you know, I just... I, I didn't feel like those characters should have been shooting guns at any point in time. And that game forces you at the end, basically to use guns. And that was, that's one of the first times it really stood out to me. of like, why is, why is my character shooting people? It made sense with Aiden Pierce because he was a criminal beforehand who was trying to get revenge for his niece dying because he fucked up and somebody thought he had information that he didn't. And it's a big noir story of Aiden kind of plowing through all these parts of the criminal underworld to find out why his niece was killed and get revenge. And lo and behold, it really had nothing to do with him in the first place. And it was his mistake that started the whole thing. He was being bad. So it allows him to shoot guns, steal cars, and you not have to question the morality of someone that is supposed to be likable. He's not likable. That's the reason why bad things happen to him. It's everybody around him that you're supposed to feel for. It's the reason why your your Grand Theft Auto characters like generally are assholes because that allows them to do things. Like it was so weird that Aiden Pierce got called out over everybody else. Like that's the reason why Trevor in Grand Theft Auto Five can cook meth. He's not <laughs> supposed to be a good person. You can you can say it was. He, they didn't try to make you like Aiden Pierce enough when they did with, you know, everybody in GTA. But, like, you know, it, that's it's the same thing. Aiden Pierce is not likable. 
I completely agree. I think the problem with Watch Dogs 2 was the complete flip-flop of their the 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 story out the narrative and the actions that these characters take in the game i.e firing guns um it completely is odds with that whereas you're right with with the first game he's not a nice character he's not meant to be and guns are part of his world and it makes more sense i'm not saying that watchdogs is the better game oh, first game is the no. better game no the but, two has better but, controls yeah, it was a more refined experience, but absolutely, when it comes to the story, um, the first game made more sense, uh, and Aiden made more sense in the situation he was in. And there is like the way the, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watch Hugs the more I've seen of it because when they first showed it off, they showed Granny hopping the rail at the bank or whatever, and then shooting someone with a shotgun, and I was like, oh, okay, they're doing that. But it seems like they're working more off of what they did with the first game, which, you know, uh, you took down a murderer, you uh, found human traffickers, drug trafficking, uh, the, uh, Iraq, who came back from Iraq and, you know, was a criminal because he couldn't get a job anywhere. And he was a, like, they had all these characters have really deep backgrounds. And in two, it was like a bunch of kids hacking each other over the Internet. And eventually the FBI, spoiler, I suppose does track them and i was like this is compelling this is paying off on everything you've built up to right uh, up until this point of these characters being kind of kiddie-ish and i was hoping i'd see them sort of turn into the people they need to be to take down this gigantic corporation and that happened for one mission and then it was back to the lull memes stuff and it was just if you go back and play watchdogs one uh, for all its faults, it it does it hasn't aged as much as the as Watch Dogs Two, which relied a lot on like meme culture. It, I have, I ha- I'm torn because I yes I do want to see Marcus back as well, but I was super excited. I even mes- uh, messaged Ken when I found out that I was super excited about Watch Dogs. So, all Sorry. right, we gotta keep I, going. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft stuff. The other big stuff was um. They announced the date for Immortals Phoenix Rising. A lot of people have played this game. I am super stoked for this game. It looks like Breath of the Wild, which means Wombat doesn't care. Um, but hold, a on, hold on, game. hold on. I know that's a thing, but uh, that's not fair. I, it's, it was just a joke. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, that game. I, I think, think it looks, it looks cool. fantastic. I'm just going to say it. I think it looks tremendous. Looks cool. yeah. um, I, my, I can't wait worry, to play that. My worry is that it looks... It's a. It sounds. It looks a little bit too Ubisofty, and I'm kind of. I wish they'd do something different nowadays. I mean, it's. I mean, Breath of the Wild was kind of Ubisofty when you think about it. What's yeah. funny is like I I read comments that this thing is like shameless, and it's Breath of the Wild. Like you mark places on the map with a telescope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Like, it has like a same cooking animation. Um, it, it it's pretty shameless from what I, but you know what I I love Breath of the Wild and this looks like a next gen like I can finally play, play Breath of the Wild on my Xbox and, and I'm okay with that. And I mean, their last Zelda-ish ripoff was uh, Beyond Good and Evil, right? Hey, you know what? And that game was good. Exactly. Um, now this game was Gods and Monsters, right? Yes. Yeah. It was called Gods and Monsters. I just couldn't remember what it was called, but yeah, just in case anybody was wondering, I knew it had a previous name. I don't understand why they miss 
spelled Phoenix, but that you know what? Um, trademarking. Whatever. Oh, that game looks cool. Uh, I I think the Ubisoft looks cool. Uh, I think the fact that they once again didn't put anything in their show about the problems that are going on at that company is a bad move. They, they uh, it makes them look very very bad. Yeah, it, we really, we released it as a as a separate video, but we'll put it in the thing. And then I saw Mike Futter say they have not added it to the video. No, of course not. Uh, because of timing, we couldn't put that bullshit. That's a about bollocks. You can you can oh, edit no, no, a video no. because of timing. They said they weren't going to put it on the stream, but they said that they would add it later to the video they upload. And Mike Futter went and checked, and no, they had not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Anyway, um. Here's a fun one. So you remember when 505 Games said it was a technical limitation oh. that we couldn't get the upgrade for Control? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Huh. I'm well, old, I'm when, old enough uh, to remember that. Yeah, when the uh, upgrade edition launched on PlayStation 4, a bunch of people who had already bought Control in the DLC had access to it. Holy cow, what a technical issue. Yeah, it's impossible to do that. Oh my god, you you look worse, especially when we had uh, CD Projekt Red this week announce that The Witcher 3 was getting a next-gen upgrade. Uh, I, think yep. the, I think The Witcher 3 will get a PS6 next-gen upgrade at this point. They're, they're, just, they're just beasts, they are. They really are. Yeah, but um, 505, you, you fucking up. Uh, you, yeah, you're fucking I up should... a game that was like game of the year material. It's that good. The thing is, what annoys me is that you would think that they would bite the bullet on this and say, you know what, our bad, we're sorry, you can all have it for free if you've bought it already. But because they doubled down on that shit when they first got called out on it, I reckon they won't. No, fuck you. You can buy it. And Didn't they revoke it from everybody that had it? They, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. They yeah. did take it away from people who had it, which is even more hilarious. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, I will say so to that point. That's so one of the other things that um uh still has me on the fence as to which console I want to pick up at launch is I really want to see uh the Witcher 3 upgrade and also the uh uh, what Ghost of Tsushima looks like and and feels like on the the next gen consoles as well. I really want to know. So, and this is not a negative thing. Um, I want to know what Sony is doing to these games because so far they're not out there like Microsoft showing you like, well, here's how much faster this game loads. Here's what the frame rate's going to be on this game. Here are the benefits you're going to get. And in fact, they won't even tell us if every game is going to work. It, it seems like they're kind of half-assing the PS4 support on the PS5, and I don't, I don't like that. Like, what happens if I have a game that I want to play and it just don't work? Well, keep your PS4. That's kind of the point of this thing, John. Is I don't want to keep my old con. Literally, the day I pull the Xbox One X out from underneath my entertainment center, it's gone. It's done. <laughs> my Series X replaces it, and I know that I won't have to go back to... Like, you know how long it's been since I've had to load up a 360? Mm. No, you no, know? I'm with you. I'm with you. And they should be more... Because what they have... Uh, yeah, you're right. They should be more upfront about what is going on with it, because the fact that Mark Cerny said we're working on the top 100 titles or whatever is not... That's not confirmation. That's not... 
information that's just a an after you know it's just a sentence in in a in a presentation they should come out and officially take a stance as to what backwards compatibility means for the playstation 5 and maybe that happens this week Oh my god, I would love to see Ghost of Tsushima running at 4K, 60 frames a second. Oh my god. Yeah, and what's crazy is, like, I mean, you've got the SSD loading or whatever, but that game has such fast loading times, I don't even know how they could be much faster. Like, literally, there's no load. Yeah. In Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, the, the, wow. there's There's, there's the initial load. But, but I mean, when, when you upgrade it to the PS5, there's no loading. Oh yeah, right. Like that's the, like literally you hit start and boom you're on the fucking pl- you know you're in the field. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. And yeah. but I want you to show me that like Microsoft's been showing that if you watch the S video this week they showed Gears 5 running at 120 frames a second. Yeah. And I'm like god damn. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> we'll get I imagine we'll get some of that on Wednesday. I hope so cuz it's only 40 minutes. Yeah. So, which is interesting because it's shorter than Microsoft's opening TGS conference, which will have no next-gen news, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, the TGS is, is not their playground. No, but they're opening the show. They're the headliner, John. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're opening the show with a 50-minute presentation. They are the start of TGS. Oh, okay. Fucking dogs and cats living together. Microsoft opening Tokyo <laughs> Game Show. Anyway. Wow. Whew. Man, 2020 is weird. Real fucking weird. Real fucking weird. True story. Um, I think we've covered about all the other big stuff. We mentioned the Kena delay. We talked about Ubi Forward. We went through the, the pricing. Uh, one last thing. Nintendo announced probably their big holiday title, which was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, I can't wait. So, if you've not played Hyrule Warriors, shame on you. You should go play that. It's a wonderful game. But what really makes this one interesting is it's a fucking canon prequel to Breath of the Wild. Yep. And that's super fucking cool. So, yeah. Nintendo, man. You know what? You can talk about these new console launches. You can talk about this. You can talk about that. Motherfucking Super Mario 3D All-Stars and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity are probably locks for my top 10 games of the year. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, there's a case to be made that they're the most uh, interesting first party. Well, they're definitely the most interesting first party games uh, this holiday. Yeah. Hands down. Like, what else we got? We've got. Fucking Spider-Man, maybe. And also, yeah. bear in mind, this year's, you know, this is a half-cooked year, so uh, Nintendo haven't even got a lot, but they're still more interested than anyone else. They're more interesting than the guys who want you to pony up $500 for a new console. Think about that for a minute. Anyway. Sorry. Um, all right, so that covers the news. Let's go ahead and we'll we'll quickly run through what games we've been playing. Um, Anthony, you want to kick us off? I know you can't yeah. talk about Spelunky, but yeah, so well, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Moving on. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater's real. That's another game. It's gonna be sad when my game of the year list this year is a remake of Tony Hawk and a collection of Super Mario 3D platform. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's in it's definitely in my my list for the year. So 
Yep. Oh my god, that's so it. good. It's so good. All right, well, John, I'll I'll hop over to you. What do you what do you got going on? Well, I just start off playing. Um, I finally picked up Last of Us Two because it was on offer. I was on sale, so I got it for the equivalent of like thirty five bucks. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to pick that up, and I started playing it. It looks very pretty. Yes. Um, looks very very pretty. Um, I haven't played a huge amount because I'm. Wa- I'm just worried about what it's going to do to my mental state <laughs> because it's a hard game to play um, yes. narratively. Uh, so I'm going to take baby steps. Um, but I've enjoyed what I've played so far. Um, the uh, I've been continuing with my, my fork knife, my fork knife, and I've been your fork, your fork knife, my fork knife. I've been enjoy, enjoying my fork knife uh, season. Uh, four continues and it's yeah it's cool i like the stuff they've added in the the marvel stuff's pretty cool and um they've they've got like powers that you can pick up as loot so you got like uh um uh, iron man's repulsor gloves and all sorts that's quite you know because quite a bit of fun um but the game i played most this week is kingdoms of amolur Re-reckoning. I saw. I saw. Um, I don't know if anybody watches. They do like a weekly Xbox show called This Week on Xbox, and Major Nelson was doing the new releases, and he pronounced it Kings of Amular. <laughs> oh, I just kind of, I just kind of chuckled. I'm like, there's no U after the M. I'm there. Um, Amular. This is interesting. So. This, for those that don't know it, is a re. I'm going to choose my. No. No. It's not a remake. No. It's a re release of Kingdoms of Amalur. It is Mm. not a remaster. I checked. I downloaded the original version of Kingdoms of Amalur. And with the exception of a couple of UI changes and a couple of field of view sliders, they are identical. There has been no work done to them. And this is my problem with this game, because although you can't officially buy it from Steam or anything, because obviously the rights moved over, you can still get hold of the, uh, the keys for a PC version of that for for pittance for like a couple of quid and they're charging 40 bucks for this and this is not a remaster this is not a remake this is a re-release to the point where they didn't even change the title card when the game starts so it's even though the title screen the title screen if you i don't know if you can remember it originally but the title screen it has your menu on the left top left and it's got a um, uh, someone fighting a big beast and that's identical, I haven't changed that and on the title card it says Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning but when you start the game and when you get the title flash up it doesn't even say Re-Reckoning, it just says Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning that's how little work they've done to this and it staggers me that they want you to pay that much money for what is essentially 
a re-release of a eight-year-old game. There's a bad move. And it kind of sums up how THQ Nordic have been with their re-releases, which is spotty. Because on one hand, you have games like uh, Saints Row the Third Remaster, which from what I have seen, I've not played it, but from what I've seen, has had a massive graphical overhaul. New engine, the lot. Um, You've got Saints Row 4 Remaster, which was piss poor. You've got the Darksiders, which were okay remasters. They are incredibly spotty when it comes to this stuff, but this is the worst case I have ever seen for any remaster. Um, It literally is the same, and that is my biggest problem. The game is fun. The game is, for those that haven't played it, it's it's like a, a... very fable-ish. Um, it's got a similar sense of humour. All all the characters are either British, Welsh, or Scottish or Irish accents. Um, it's a sort of RPG, action RPG. Um, one button's bound to your melee attack. One button's bound to your spell attack. One button's bound to your ranged or secondary weapon attack. It's very, very fable-ish. Um, the slight difference is that you can... Um, level up your character but you have different fates and these fates can determine what bonuses and stats you get um, and they can be changed on the fly you can respec without any penalty so you can find your kind of way of playing that you enjoy um, without any fear of uh, making a wrong choice with your decisions on leveling up because you can just sort of respec them it's quite cool um but it's this is an old game. This is a eight, as I say, an eight-year-old game at this point, and it still looks and feels like an eight-year-old game. The fact that they've, with the console versions, yes, you've got 4K support for the high levels, uh, like the Xbox X and the PS4 Pro. But I was, I'm playing on the PC, and the, even the old version had the same resolution options. Um, there is so little difference; it's staggering, and it's such a shame that could have really. I think benefited from not only some graphical um, tweaks and and a little overhaul, but also some uh, gameplay mechanics could have tweaked, like uh, been tweaked slightly to make it a slightly more enjoyable um, experience. But when they can't even be bothered to upgrade the the title card, what can you do? I can just play it and have a good time. Well, you could, but you could also just play the original and have a good game. If you've got that on your Xbox because it's backwards compatible, um, or you've got that already on your PC, um, or I think, I don't know if it is still there, but I think it was included in EA's PC access, EA Play PC. I think it might have been there. Uh, It might not be anymore, again, because of licensing, but, but there are... This is no different from those versions, and they're charging you, not full price, but they're charging you a current mid-range price for it, and that's, to me, unacceptable. All right. That's all they played. No, that's about okay. it. Wombat, did you play anything? Yes, I did, but only one thing. Um, okay. So I played um, NBA 2K21 this week. 
Um, so let's see here. I so here's what I'll say. I um I did play it uh, exclusively post patch. Um, so both my comments here and my review will be post patch comments. Uh, the um, uh, well, let me just start out at a high level. So everybody who knows me knows that the I mean, really, the the main thing, one of the only things that I care about in sports games um, in the year of our Lord 2020 is the career mode. Um, And so most of my time with 2K21 has been in the career mode. They do still have, you know, the the franchise slash season modes. And, uh, of course, my team, which is the, the collectible card mode that every sports franchise is required to have now um, and that. I, as someone who who does enjoy sports games, uh, has never once found any enjoyment in. Uh, I'm glad it's there for the, the people that love it, but I have yet to find a one of these card modes in these games that interests me in the least. Um, so most of my time has been spent in the career. Um, so one of the things that has set the NBA 2K series apart from some of the other um, sports franchises is the fact that they always try to turn their career mode into a sort of mini movie. Um, so you had the the Spike Lee one a couple years ago, um, which was pretty disappointing and had a fucking ghost in it. Um, <laughs> Uh, you had last year, the, the one last year was, I thought, really good um, about a player uh, who was um, sort of, it, it tried to piggyback on the uh, social consciousness of a lot of NBA players, but it did it in a way that was, um, they they found the least controversial way, the safest way they could have that conversation, um, which was about a, a teammate who got injured and then lost his scholarship because of his injury. And so your player protested it and sat out a, a championship game. Um, and so you basically had to fight from being sort of undraftable um, to, to find a draft spot. Um, this year's game is about a player whose father uh was a uh you know an an all uh all American high school player a uh captain of his um college basketball team um who lost the championship uh and you know despite being a well-known famous and very high profile college player wasn't drafted because He was, um, you know, undersized and because, you know, he could dunk, but his vertical wasn't that great. And so he kind of makes a point to your character midway through the the story to say, um, you know, it's not to get drafted. It's not enough to just be a good player. You have to check their you have to check their boxes. Um, And. So the the story, you know, and it also involves a love interest, um, which just gets kind of weird. Um, it's fine. It's not great. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm at a point now where I wish, um, they would give you the option in these to either play through the story or just, 
jump straight into like a normal career without the story. Um, it is cool that you do get to play. Um, they, they put a little more emphasis on the college experience this year. So you play, I can't remember if it's three, I think it might be three games in high school. Uh, and then you play, um, a, a, a slate in college, four or five. I can't remember. I think it depends on how many you win. And, um, you do play the national championship game, um, in college. So, um, you do get a lot more story, quote unquote, leading up to before you're even in the NBA. Um, at least during the college games, I felt like they had the game set up for the coach to, um, you know, make some, some points that they felt like were important about, um, you know, working hard and being a leader on the floor. And, uh, but it just, the problem with the story, uh, when they try to get too story focused is that it can feel really disconnected from your performance on the court. Um, you know, I, I had a game when my player was in college where I scored 35 points and had 10 assists, which is college players aren't doing that generally unless they're superstar college players. And um, after the game, we lost the game uh, by like two points or something like that. And after the game, one of my teammates said, um, you know, if you keep, if you keep playing like that, your draft stock's going to suffer. And it's like, seriously, like (laughs) I, I get that you're trying to make some points in the story, but you can't let that come at the expense of completely ignoring what the player did um, in the uh, the games themselves. All it does is make the games feel like a waste of time. Um, yeah, I think a lot of career modes in sports games bump into that. Yeah, and I, I listen. I get it. You're you're trying to you know career modes in these games are already RPG light, and you're so you're trying to interject some some story into it. Um, but I, I think you can. I think you can do that um, without having the game completely ignore, you know, what you did on the court for the sake of shoehorning in the story that they're trying to tell about how hard it is to make it to the NBA Um, on the court. um, I know there was a lot of complaints about the shooting mechanic. Um, It's definitely different than prior years. Um, So last year specifically, it was a meter that filled up and when it got exactly to the top, it would be green, um, green release in these games, um, is almost a meme. Like there, there are people who play this game that even if they make a shot, don't think it's good enough if it wasn't a green release. Um, and it's from my experience as someone who has never been an all-star at these games, it's definitely even post patch much harder to get a perfect release um, in this game than it was last year. Um, the I will say that um, you know I, I saw a lot of complaints pre patch about the ability to make shots from close. Um, I haven't had really much problem making layups and stuff like that post patch, uh, but I will say as someone who I mean, within the last two weeks was playing NBA 2K20. Um, it, it definitely feels like it is much harder to make uh, mid-range and three-point shots in this game compared to the prior years. 
Um, and that that's comparing my career to my career. And because the review copy that I have is the, the big Kobe Bryant edition, um, I actually had enough coins to make my character, uh, you know, pretty good. I didn't spend all my coins on it because I wanted to get a sense of the progression still. Um, but, uh, I, you know, after I got a good sense for what it felt like to play as a, a, a rank 65 player, um, my character now is a rank 80 player, which is higher than the character I've been playing in 2k20. And it's harder for this character to make mid and long range shots than it is last year. So it's definitely, um, they've definitely made shooting tougher. Um, and for some people, that's going to be frustrating. Some people will will enjoy the challenge, and I'm sure people who are better at timing their shots um, will uh, uh, will be fine. But for me, it's um, it, it's definitely it's definitely more challenging this year for mid to long range. Um, you know, other than that, uh, quite honestly, most of the rest of the game is very similar. Um, the um, oh, I didn't even mention what the shot meter looks like now. So instead of the shot meter being a gauge that kind of fills up and you have to try to release it at the top, now it's like a um, a meter that has a yellow bar with a line in the middle of it, and the goal is to try and land on the line, um, which mechanically I think looks and works better, uh, but it just it doesn't feel the same. Um, so. I, I imagine, you know, I, I wish I had had a chance to play it pre-patch so that I could compare what the patch had done. Um, but even even post-patch, I'll say to anybody that's curious, shooting definitely feels harder this year than last year. Um, you know, other than that, it, passing is is very similar. Um, you know, the rest of the game mode to to the point that the the character creator is literally exactly the same from last year. Uh, most of the rest of the stuff is is similar to last year, um, but I'm still enjoying the game. Um, I still think that the 2K series is is behind MLB The Show as the best sports sim every year. Um, but I'm not I'm not quite enjoying this year's game as much as I enjoyed last year's game. And um, yeah, that's that's it. I haven't played anything else uh, this week. Um, a little bit more Ring Fit adventure, um, but nothing um, nothing must have much else to uh, to talk through. All right. Oh, so just to piggyback off of that real quick, I I was playing some more of the Madden face of the franchise this week, and. So here's an interesting glitch. If anybody's heard about that game, they know that that game is full of glitches and, and issues right now. So I created myself in the face of the franchise, and up to this point it had been fine. Well, I got drafted into the NFL, which, by the way, this year you are allowed to pick the team that will draft you, which I think is really cool. You can choose to do that, or you can choose to leave it up to fate, which I think is a cool choice. So I get drafted by the Raiders. And I hold my first press conference. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm white. Okay? I, I know that. There was a white glitch that happened. There was a glitch that happened during my first press conference, and it's happened at every press conference after this. The skin tone of my created character turns black. So 
in the game on the field when I'm playing, I'm white, but in my press conferences, I'm black. What the hell is wrong with EA? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell is wrong with these people? They just are not happy unless they're pumping out crap. Oh, man, that game is... Oh, whew. Something about that game. But anyway, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, wow, okay, that is... That is a bad glitch. Um, so I'm going to run through these quick. I've played a lot of crap, but not a ton of a lot of crap. So I played uh, Necromunda. I know we kind of joked about that name of that game last week, the new Warhammer tactical strategy game. And I like what it's doing. I think it's got some very good visual uh, stuff going on. I like the faction system between you know the characters that you're fighting. Um, the ones you're playing versus the ones you're playing against. Every faction has kind of like its own traits and and buffs and things like that. Uh, I like the fact that the tactical mode is literally a third-person shooter um, where you move and look with the the sticks, and it feels like a third-person game in that sense. My biggest gripe about this game is that sometimes to do... So basically what you're doing is you're on a map, the objective is to do all the stuff on the map and then get to the exit and get extracted. So what drives me crazy about this game is like it is literal in, in making you wait to do everything. So let's let I'll, I'll give you an example of one of the missions. I had two characters I was controlling. I did all the objectives on the map. And then the goal was that I needed to extract. So in any tactics game, you can move a certain amount of spaces based on your action points before you can end your turn. Not only did I have to move to the exit, but I ran out of action points when I got to the exit. So I had to cycle through two turns of the characters that I had before I could extract, even though I was standing on the extraction point for two turns. And I'm just like, okay, this is the kind of stuff that drives me nuts about these games. Like some stuff should just be quality of life to where if I do something and I'm there, don't make me do six more clicks in order to get to the end of the, you know, the action. So, but other than that, I think it's, it's an interesting game. I'm going to play a little bit more of it. Um, I really like the aesthetic. I really like the characters. It looks and runs really well on the X. So if, if you're into Warhammer and you like tactical strategy games, I think you should check it out. I'm trying to play more of the Avengers. Um, because I feel like I want to finish that campaign, and I feel like every time I boot that game up and I go in and I look at the war table and I do a mission, it's it's just exhausting. Oh God! Um, I've got to the point where I don't even look at the gear anymore. I literally just open my menu every hour or so and hold the left trigger to equip best gear. I f- I feel like 95% to 98% of the gear in that game is absolutely fucking worthless. So, like, why am I collecting it? I'm still getting, like, items to craft things that I don't know what half of them are, and the other half of them I just don't... Because half of them you use to increase your gear level, but I don't ever leave a piece of gear on longer than, like, 10 minutes, so why would I upgrade it? Like, I'm switching my gear constantly. Mm. Um, There are so many missions, and what's funny is, like, you'll go back to the same maps, a la Destiny, and there'll be a different story for exactly the same map. Like, 
a minute ago this was an explosion caused by aim and in the next one it's a forest fire but it's the same fucking map like i don't sounds like it's um it's not interesting and it's exhausting it's just lazy yeah like i when the story is kicking the story is good but the problem is, is that there's so much bullshit sprinkled in between the good parts that I just get tired of playing it. Do we do? Do you think that this was always meant to be a live service game, or do you think that the decision to 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 be that came partway through development when Square Enix maybe thought that the money could be made? I, I don't know. I I feel like. This game was in development so long it could have been anything or it could have been this one thing. I don't know. All I know is is that right now I would not recommend people buy the Avengers, but people are going to buy the Avengers because it's the fucking Avengers, so it doesn't really matter. Again, it was a game that I desperately wanted to be good. I've been trying to enjoy it. That's the worst part of it is I'm literally making an effort to like this game and every turn this game seems to like be like nah I don't want you to like me so it's it's weird because like the stuff that I would be interested in doing like getting new costumes I think that's super interesting in order to get new costumes you either got to grind for the currency which after six hours of playing I don't even have enough for one outfit oh Um, nasty or you have to pay money for it or you have to do these missions that'll give you a random costume drop. And the missions that you have to do to do that are so fucking tedious and repetitive that I'm just like, good. Seems like a game that I'll probably pick up when it's dirt cheap. Yeah, I want to see this game in a year, and even then I don't know if I will enjoy it or not. All right, let's run through the ID at Xbox games. There was quite a few of them this week. Uh, Monster Blast. This is a twin-stick uh, horde-based shooter where you go from map to map, shooting a bunch of monsters and leveling up. It's fine. Nothing special. Uh, Minoria, which is made by the same people that did that. Um, Anthony, you're going to have to help me with the name of that game. Momodora. Yes. Same people that did that, so you get kind of the same art style. This is, again... Very much a left-to-right side-scrolling game with some action. Um, those guys are clearly very horny. Um, because your main character is a nun that walks around with a skirt that's slid up so far you can see the back of her ass cheek kind of thing. Um, if you've played Momodora, you know that like one of the bosses is, is just like literally tits filling a screen. Wow. Um but the thing I can say about these games is these these guys really do make solid 2D action games. Like, this game is really good, and if you're into those kind of games like I am, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, it's very fun to play. Uh, I tried to play The Vampire the Masquerade Shadows of New York. It is literally a text-based game where you just pick conversation pieces um, to further the story. It's not really my jam. Um... The next game is called Injection 23 No Name No Number. Uh, This is a third-person survival horror game. Uh, Very disturbing imagery. I will say that it is very technically sound. Like, it runs really well, looks really good. 
Um, I need to play more of it, but from what I can tell so far, it's a pretty solid game with a very weird fucking name. So, you know, check it out if you're into survival horror games. Uh, Car X Drift Racing Online. It's literally just a game about drifting. Uh, there's a lot of um, information on the screen, and there's a lot of strategy to it. It's not just like a tap the brake. Like, it actually has a percentage meter that tells you how far into the drift you are. It's very in-depth. I think people who are into drift racing will really enjoy that game. Uh, Chicken Madness I could not play because it is a straight multiplayer game. There's no single-player component. The Rattalaka Jam this week is a game called Golf Zero. And I actually enjoyed this game. I almost beat it in the sitting that I played it. So basically, you play as this little dude, and you go level to level... And the objective is is that it's a platformer mixed with golfing. So each level gets progressively harder. You have to do a series of platforming, and then you have to get the ball into the hole at the end of the platforming level, which literally is like a 10-second level. Um, but what it does is once you get through the platforming, in order to get the ball in the hole, when you press the button to shoot, you have this like radial dial, and you choose the angle at which you want to shoot it, and you get three shots. Um, and you can kind of take them at different times to to get it in the hole. It's a little puzzle game. There's like tons of levels. It's like $4. Go check it out. It's a pretty cool game. Um, the next game I played is a blatant, unapologetic ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog. And apparently it's not the first one. Uh, it's called Spark the Electric Jester 2. Yeah, that's the 3D one. The first one is yes. a ripoff of 2D Sonic. And there's apparently a third one coming out. Interesting. Yeah, I've played, so I've played, I've played one, but I have I own two, have not played it. It is literally Sonic Adventure. That's um, fine with me. No one else yeah. really does 3D Sonic. It's fun. It's it's not offensive. It's it's literally you're like, hey, it's fucking. Sonic. It even has like the same um, font style and stuff for each level. The the other one I think you're thinking of is um, Freedom Planet. Yes, Freedom Planet is That's very much a 2D Sonic, Sonic game. Yeah. But this one's straight 3D. It's It feels like it's made well. So, um, The next game I played is called Okunoka Madness. And it is, it's a Meat Boy style game. It's move platforming fast through level to get to end piece. And in this case, you eat it. Well, it's like a little blue dude who's eating like these little black sparks. Um, it's good. It it the 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 thing about Meat Boy that made it so good was that the platforming felt really good, and this game the platforming feels really good. Uh, the next game I played is uh, Hello Games new game, The Last Campfire. Super charming puzzle game. I highly recommend it. Um, you basically play as this little dude who's going around picking up these sparks uh, for people that are dying. And each area is like a different environmental puzzle. It's really good. If you've not played um, this game, check it out. I, I've heard it was made by six people or something like that, too. Yeah, it feels like it's made by a lot more. It feels... It, it kind of gives me an Unravel vibe, but only in its aesthetic. Like, the... the, pla, the it's, I don't want to call it platforming because you can't jump. But the puzzles in each area are really... They're not complicated, but they're fun which i think is a big makes a big difference um as with every week there's a puzzle game that i played it's called d leveled 
It is literally you've got two dots on a series of lines, and you have to make them bounce off of each other in order to. It's it's impossible to explain without playing it yourself. Um, but I did play through like twenty levels of it, and I got kind of hooked on it, and I think it's super interesting. So. Again, there's just too many games. And then the last game I've been playing for a few weeks now is called Hotshot Racing. Dude, go play this fucking game. If you're a fan of old stuff like uh, Virtual Racing or Daytona, um, this game has 16 tracks. All of them are super interesting. It's got that retro, polygonal art style. If I had one knock on this game, is that it also carries over the rubber band AI from those old games. Like, you will never win by a country mile in any race. And in fact, even if you are in first place the whole race, second place is literally one bad turn away from passing you. Like, this game keeps the pack very close together. And and the vice versa is true. If you somehow wreck or take a bad turn and you end up in last place, you can literally make up that ground in half a lap. As long as you don't mess up your turns um but it plays wonderfully the soundtrack is good there's a ton of characters there's a bunch of stuff to unlock and as i said there are 16 tracks and all 16 of them are interesting i mean they're all like big goofy race courses dinosaur environments um snow levels um i can't recommend this game enough it is on game pass so if you have game pass you can just go download it um but yeah check that game out very good. And I play a lot of Overwatch. Anyway, moving on to the new releases for the week. We have Banner of the Maid, the Oriental Pirate, eFootball Pez 2021, Made of Skur, which is a survival horror game. Made of Skur. Made a skrr. Uh, Spelunky 2. Dog Duty. Not not poop. B-U-T-Y. <laughs> I felt like I had to clarify not, that. Not poop. <laughs> not poop. Uh, EXP Parasite. Flying Soldiers. Pacer. Commandos 2 slash Praetorians HD Remastered Double Pack. Crisis Remastered. Gorsd. Gorsd. G-O-R-S-D. How would you say that? Gorsd. Sounds like something Goofy would say. Gorsh. Gorsh. Uh, Void Bastards finally making its way over to PlayStation 4. And WWE 2K Battlegrounds. It just looks terrible. Um, Active Neurons 2. Johnny Rocket. Uh, welcome to Elk. Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle. Uh, and The Blobs Fight. Welcome to Elk was something I uh, played a demo of in the Steam whatever. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure that looked like it would get really weird, but it kind of looks like a looks like a cartoon. I, I just can't put my finger on what cartoon it looks like. All the characters are drawn and stuff um hmm. it was kind of interesting so i'll probably end up giving that a play 
Uh, for the Nintendo Switch this week, we've got Anthony's favorite game, Fight Crab, making its way over there. The game is fantastic. Uh, White her crab. Fight Crab. So, John, yeah. two crabs fight. <laughs> well, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, um, however, they also get swords, and then you can fight with the swords and knives and like other kitchen utensils, and then guns. Wow. And it's kind of goofy because you control each arm of the crab with the analog sticks. Oh no. <laughs> it, it's 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 really well done. We've also got Her Majesty's Ship, No Straight Roads, Drag Racing Rivals, Endurance Space Shooter, G Mode Archives, Beach Volleyball Girl, Shizuku 2. Uh, Kingdom Rush Origins, Mini Motor Racing X, Moero Crystal H, Nav Nivea, Nivea, that's how you say that. Super Punch Patrol, Vampires Fall Origins, Geo Rifters, Journey of the Broken Circle, Saboteur SIO, The Secret Order, Return of the Buried Kingdom. And literally the only game that matters this week, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's out on Friday. So yeah, good week for video games. Alright, I got three emails. How about that? Three. Three is the number. This first email comes from Francisco. Uh, First time email. Hey there guys, I've been listening to you for about three years now. You guys are like me and just have normal jobs and enjoy games for fun. I find your take on games more intriguing than other sites or crews. Just cool guys that love games. Anyways, I wanted to send you guys this as a longtime gamer, PC primarily. I also own a Switch and an Xbox, but borrow my sister's PS4 to play exclusives. I just wanted to let you know that you are right about consoles and PC being different things. But I wanted to clarify that the tech behind the new announcement of the NVIDIA cards. Sure, they're expensive, but if you get a chance to look at DLSS RT cores and Tensor cores, NVIDIA Reflex and I.O., on top of NVIDIA Studio and the Machinima capabilities, not to mention the massive jump in performance from what's out today, I just feel like you undersold them and the value that they hold specifically with all streaming and YouTubers out there today. Keep up the great work. Love to hear you guys week after week. I missed that conversation, obviously. You did. Uh, I don't ever claim to know anything about computer video cards. Like, I literally just discovered this week that the video card is in my PC sports ray tracing. Well, have you got a 20? I got a 2070 RTX. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, in turn, went to the beta for Minecraft ray tracing and and, and joined it. That's, that's cool shit, dude. <laughs> Apparently like Control I, has ray tracing. I don't know if you have that on PC, but... Well, I do not have it on PC. No. Oh. Um, but I will be playing I, Crisis Remastered this week, which has ray tracing on consoles for the first time. Yeah, I heard that um, they'd managed to, um, through software, managed to, to sort that. Um, that's probably quite impressive. Yeah, I will be very interested to see how that looks because uh, literally the only ray tracing I've seen up to this point is uh, the Minecraft beta. So, 
All right. I'm excited, I'm excited speaking of Minecraft, for Minecraft VR this month. That's cool, right? Yep. Like uh, PlayStation VR is yep. doing Minecraft this week, this uh, this month. This That's month. Super cool. Yeah. Um, next email comes from Jeremy. He says, "Hey guys, I hope you all are staying mentally positive and COVID negative." <laughs> so That's good old Mike. Yeah. So good old Microsoft finally spilled the beans on price, and it sounds like Sony isn't too far behind. My question is: Does Sony try to undercut the Series X or the Series S, or neither? I'm still not into the all-digital thing quite yet, but I'd say I'm 50-50 right now on digital-to-physical games, not including PS Plus games. I'm really digging that price point, though. I'm sure you'll touch on all this stuff on the show. Also, tell Drew that, oh, he's probably already gone already. Stay safe, my <laughs> friends. He was never here. He wasn't even ever here, so. That was his secret. He was never here. He was never I think, in all honesty, Sony don't care about price. I think that they are so far ahead that they might get a little bit arrogant. Not arrogant, that's the wrong word, but um, cocky. that they, they, yeah, maybe cocky. Um, I think, I think that they're, um, I think their uh, full priced, full fat disc version is going to probably sit about five fifty, six hundred. Um, really? uh, with, the, mm, with the disc version, discless version being fifty dollars cheaper. I I I don't disagree with you on the fifty dollars cheaper for the dis discless <laughs> version <laughs> for the discless version. Um, That's correct, sir. This man has no disc. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I I definitely don't see the system coming in at that price. I think the system will be four ninety nine, and I think the discless version will be four uh four forty nine. Forty nine. I think I I. I... <laughs> that price is going to be very telling as whether John's right or whether Ryan's right. If it comes in over four ninety nine, Sony is cocky as fuck. If it comes in at four ninety nine, that's where it should be. Like the PS five should be four ninety nine for the disc mm-hmm. unit, and it should be three ninety nine for the digital unit. Four forty nine is not enough for almost even me to go. Nah, I'll get the disc version. Yeah, like fifty dollars is not enough to sell that discless version. The only way it'll sell then is if people are like, "I can't get the disc version, so I'll buy the discless version." I just don't think that they're taking the disc drive out saves them that much money. It doesn't, but you know what? Microsoft's taking a huge fucking hit on the Xbox. Yeah, to to be fair though, it's not just a disc drive with the Series S. It's not, but. But they're taking hits on both of those consoles, and Sony can take an extra fifty dollar hit to make that discless version more appealing. The fact, what the fact is, it's not just about saving the money, though. It's about the fact that you buy a discless version, you're all in on digital, and they make more money from digital than they do retail versions. So yep. you would think absolutely they should have, um, they should have a bigger cut on the 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 price of the discless version but I, ju- I just i think it's 50 bucks i think that's all they're going to reduce it by 50 bucks is a bad move i here's my prediction so if they come in 50 dollars less on the discless version that version stops being manufactured 6 months in and you can't buy it next year because it's not going to sell no 50 bucks is not enough i think you're thinking about that wrong I think if you're saying like, well, fifty bucks isn't enough. Yeah, that's the version they keep printing, and they stop doing the disc drive. No, they'll never stop doing the disc drive. 
Never. Too many people are too damn loud about disk drives. I don't care. If there was a diskless version of the Series X for 50 bucks cheaper, I'd fucking buy that one. Yeah, well, there might be. You saw the rumor. Uh... That's fake. It's <laughs> I know it's fake. Go. It's very fa- that I tweeted that the other day. I was like, I would be so glad when these consoles are out because I'm so fucking tired of these leakers. You know what's you know what's funny though is if uh, if there was a in between version that had the same performance level as a Series S, but just or Series X, but just didn't have a drive. That's the one I'd buy because I have yeah, almost that, that, nothing on disc yeah. on the Xbox yeah. compared yeah. to PlayStation. I'd totally buy an all digital version of the X if it was cheaper. Hell yeah, yeah. right, hundred percent. I don't yeah, even care I'm if it's only. You. But that's just me, you know. Oh, I'm absolutely with you. I don't buy discs anymore. Well, I, he's saying after buying Last of Us 2 on disc because it was cheaper. Um, very rarely do I buy discs anymore. And I should imagine 90% of my game library now is digital. So I would be happy to have an X without a disc drive. Although saying that, I do like my... Well, I do have a few 4K Blu-rays. So there's always that. I literally, every single movie disc that I have is in a bin stored in my garage. I have no discs in my office. The only ones I have now, uh, the only sort of Blu-rays I buy are um, uh, Marvel ones um, and sort of collector's items, and that's that's it. But um, the Marvel ones now, even they're 4K on uh disney plus so it's becoming harder to really warrant it i just like just like having the whole set it's weird i just buy them on voodoo who do yeah the streaming service who do you do do you who do voodoo boo 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 -boo. it's not poo poo (laughs) well we don't have it here so we don't have voodoo in the uk well fuck you that's that's your problem Well, well fuck you then he says <laughs> to an it's entire like, nation entire <laughs> nation of voodooless people fuck you yeah what do you got what is your like main movie buying sir like, digital buying service over there there isn't one there isn't one there is you, don't um, have, you don't have movies anywhere or no or? no it's either itunes or google youtube whatever it's there's no you, you got amazon though right Yes, Prime, but I don't... I, again, you can that's... buy movies on... Oh, Amazon. no, I know, but there's no actual dedicated... Like, outside of that, it is... Um, you got Sky Digital, I guess, if you've got Sky Service, but I buy my stuff on iTunes just because I've got an Apple TV. There isn't, <laughs> like, there isn't, like, a service where there's an app for that. Well, I guess there's YouTube, which technically is an app, but, um, yeah, there's not, like, a, a Hulu or a Voodoo... <laughs> Or you do so well, it's a spell. Hell, makes me want to shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I always think of the David Bowie song, the Voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Do remind me of the babe. Yeah, we got, yeah it's you know. um odd like that, but that's how it is. That is, that is weird because like Voodoo is like literally my main movie library. Yeah. I, I say I I use iTunes because I've got an Apple TV, but um we don't have like a third party, not really. Hmm. All right, next email comes from Antonio. He says, we did it, boys. Through the power of prayer, we got the Xbox leaks, which lead to the official announcements and the unveiling of Sony's next PS5 event. Do we think that they were actually leaked? Because there are conspiracy theorists say that Microsoft leaked them. 
No, no. stop. Uh, I, no, but this, it's with the rumors, the bullshit, the leaks. The, 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 some motherfucker got a hold of it, and I'll tell you, Microsoft is pissed. Because you if you were... I know they are. If you remember when... Um, I don't know if you saw, but like a week ago, there's a guy that works internally at Microsoft. He's like sitting down with Phil to film this interview. That interview was about the Series S, and they threw all of that away because that motherfucker from, I don't know what site he's from, um, leaked the Series S that night. Like, that's why they threw all that away. It got leaked onto the internet over the weekend. And even Phil. Midnight, right? Yeah, like he did it at midnight. And Microsoft literally had to build something to announce the next day. And I'm not all for, like, the, oh, don't leak anything, blah, 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 whatever. But the people that were planning that unveil, which was supposed to be this week, by the way. Hmm. This upcoming week was supposed to be the unveiling. All of that... All of that work that they put into those series of interviews with like the engineers and Phil Spencer and all that stuff, it's now been thrown away, but all that work is now just wasted because a dude wanted some clicks on a Wednesday night. Well, he got the clicks. Oh, he got a ton of clicks. He broke his own site, and I get it, and it sucks. Enjoy um, those 15 minutes. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just... but you know what? Consumers got the information, which is really all that matters. I mean, it is, but I'm not gonna you... listen. I I get it. The folks at at Microsoft, their work, uh, I and I appreciate that. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not gonna. They've been hanging on to if this. People, if people have the time. information and they know customers want it, I'm I'm never gonna be a guy that's like, no, 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 no. Let them let the corporation do their marketing. Don't leak it. Like, I would also no, I don't care. give a shit about the corporation. Like, I, I don't they, give two fucks about. We that. now know that Microsoft. Like they had the S in its form factor six months ago, so they've been hanging on to this for a long time. It's kind of their own fault that this got leaked. They could have released this information if, sooner if, if they hadn't. And I'm rolling Sony up in this too. If they hadn't artificially created this mystery and secrecy around everything, there never would have been a leak because. They and they would have been able to pull off their stuff because there wouldn't have been as much demand for the information. Yeah, it also it doesn't help the fact that we already knew the S existed and then they just were kind of radio silent on it. You know what's funny is I don't know if you guys saw the picture, but Phil had it in the background of an interview. Yeah. Did I did see that. Yeah, that was totally. hilarious. Hidden in plain sight. <laughs> it was just sitting right there, it was sitting there on the shelf. Like, hey, what's up? I'm the S. You didn't see me. All right, finish the email. The only thing missing is the nacho fries. But then I remembered your wife saying your wife made some. So I decided to look up homemade recipes and realize I had all the ingredients needed, minus the ingredients for the sauce. Well, congratulations, sir. Now you can have nacho fries all the time. Nacho fries. They're so good. They're my fries. I had Taco Bell last night. It was delicious. Uh, other than that, I've been ridiculously addicted to the Avengers. I'm really embarrassed to say uh, how much I've played, leveling up, doing the daily challenges, getting better gear and skill points, is scratching that OCD itch. Hulk and Iron Man suck gameplay-wise, and it feels like Kamala's voice actor is the only one who took their job seriously, being the fangirl that she's supposed to be. I really hope I burn out soon. Oh, and 505 games can go fuck themselves. <laughs> yes, they can. Isn't it amazing how quick... They completely demolished goodwill that they had from that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like again, there that were was, that was a lot of big sites game of the year last year, and they have sullied the name of that game by 
deciding to 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 try and shill an extra couple of bucks. Yep. It's um it sucks because that game is still incredible. I don't care what that's a really good fucking game, and I love playing it, but I'm not paying 40 bucks to get it upgraded. I paid 5 or 10 bucks, but it's an, and, and the thing is, like, any other generation, that would have been completely reasonable. But yep. it's just a complete abject failure to read the room to do yeah, that this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the companies... That, that Microsoft has done with their, like, smart delivery stuff, even, even EA, the fucking evil fucking corporation, you know, the antitheses of evil corporation, even they knew not to fucking do it. I mean, even the companies that are doing it shittily by charging you an extra $10 for both versions, it's only $10. Yeah, 2K are appreciate about that, yeah. But it's only $10. Like, it's crappier than everybody else, but it's still a hell of a lot better than making you rebuy the fucking game. Yeah. Uh, Anyway... Uh, we got a couple tweets before we get out of here. We've got Blue Apple Blue saying, do you think post-apocalyptic games and zombie games will change after COVID-19? We saw during this pandemic irrational behavior like denial of the virus, blaming 5G mobile towers, and people refusing to take minimal precautions like wearing masks. Fucking ridiculous. And we are living in some kind of hell, hell, hell B-movie. Dude, my wife um, last night suggested that we rent um hashtag unfit i don't know if you've seen this it's a documentary about trump oh really where'd you where'd you rent that from uh amazon hulu um Voodoo. <laughs> you can rent it from all of those yes but no okay. we rented it from amazon that is like literally an hour and 20 minutes of psycho and psychoanalysis and it is super fucking interesting. They go into the pandemic stuff and how people react to it and explain why people do that. It's just super interesting. I, I, I definitely recommend you watch it. What's it called? Uh, hashtag unfit. I'll have to look that up because, yeah. Um, yeah, that that the the whole. I'm again. I'm gonna. You guys are the exception because, but how Americans or a lot of Americans are acting about him and they don't see anything wrong with what he's doing or what he's done boggles my mind. And I know you guys are reasonable guys. You know, you hate him as much as, as, as we do. Um, but the fact that there are so many people out there, like I see somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted a tweet about, uh, from someone who in America who'd like it's like right this Tuesday enough's enough none of us wear a mask with you know masks abolish this shit it's all crap and they've got like five thousand retweets you think Jesus John. Christ John yeah Nigel Farage yeah he's an idiot absolutely yeah. fucking and idiot people, people listen to him so you know exactly what it's like there you go I just yeah. I, I'm I'm with you know this tweet about. Like when I go to the store and I see people, I saw a woman with her child and neither one of them had a mask on in a busy store. Children, I'm just I, like, I kind of, I, I kind of understand that it's, it might be difficult with children. Children don't always understand, but adults should be. Don't take them to the grocery store. Yeah. Some people don't have a choice. 
Um, but again, you, the parents should be wearing them. The parents should be setting an example and, and normalising it so that the children may understand why they have to wear it. There's no excuse for an adult. Yeah, no, I, I just I don't understand. It's a simple thing that literally saves lives. <laughs> So this is completely anecdotal, and I completely recognize that, but I have yet to meet a single kid who has trouble wearing a mask, unless their parents have trouble wearing a mask. Yeah, my son, the, he doesn't like every it. Every kid I know, every kid I know, they put it on, and then they forget about it. Yeah. And it's it's just whatever. It is what it is. My son, if we say, all right, we're going to run the... The other day we say, okay, we have to run to Lowe's. Make sure you grab your mask. He's got it on before we even leave the house. It's like, Jacob, you don't have to have that on yet. We're not at the store. That's fine. Like, Hit on him. I mean, he he doesn't care. No. So, I don't know. I I think a lot of the, the kids who have trouble with it, not all of them. I, I recognize there's some kids that do, but I I think most of the time the kids who have trouble with it, it's because their parents have trouble with it. Yeah, they don't. They don't force it or they don't encourage that you wear it. And it's just, right. I don't get it. Like literally mine is on any time. Anytime I open my car door, the first thing I do is put a mask on. And yeah. my son sees that, you know, my wife does it when she takes him out. It's it's not hard. Like it's a simple thing that can do a hell of a lot of good. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. It's a weird world. Uh, the next tweet comes in from Peter. He says, hi from Denmark. Love the show. Questions. Do me, do mainstream media outlets and sites forget about us older hardcore fans who still have an original Xbox one? It's a big, big upgrade to the series one X or PS4. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we sit there and we talk about the upgrade and the differences between the series s and the series x but there are people who are still running that original xbox one and the s is a a huge huge upgrade to that yeah um, i mean i'm, I'm, I'm someone who's running an original xbox one but i i ha i also have 4k tvs in my house so i i don't intend on buying an s a series yeah. s yeah i certainly don't intend to buy a series s um but I understand its appeal, and like I said, I do truly believe that that will be the best-selling Xbox console, at least within the first couple of years of next generation. Because there is a ton of people out there who just don't give a shit about 4K, man. <laughs> it's true, and, and I don't understand it, because I'm like, if I'm going to upgrade to a next-gen console, give me the big bad motherfucker, you know? But there's a lot of people that don't care. There's a lot of people still running OG Xboxes, like Ryan said. There's a bunch of people still running OG PS4s, man. They don't care. I fit, I fit both those demographics. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people like that. And I get that we're different. You know, a lot of us, we got to have the biggest bat. That's why we all have the newest iPhones or the newest, you know, galaxies or, you know, TVs that are way too big or way too high resolution. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, let's all be fair. In this room, if we had the money, we would all have one of those stupid 8K TVs, even though nothing supports it. Yeah. So, a fool and his money. Exactly. We're all at the age now where we have more money than time, and we buy stuff that makes us feel good. So. Yeah. I done been at that age. 
Yeah. I'm just kind of pleased that, and I know we don't know what the 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 digital version of the 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 PS5 is going to be priced at just yet, but I'm just glad that there are options for people who may not be able to afford four hundred, five hundred dollars that they can get a, a you know a close next gen you know they can get things like ray tracing and super high speeds um and and play these games maybe not with the with the whole fidelity and the the resolution of of the series x but they can get to play them and have a, a very close experience for a fraction of the price that's fantastic they can have next gen at a lower price that's great news can i just say one thing I will be very interested for us to have this same conversation exactly one year from today, because if one thing it, that this this industry has taught me is that guys like us that play this shit and are on top of everything, we know nothing about how the public's going to react to things. Yeah, I guess we don't know much because we 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 look we look at it from the inside. You know, we are you know we we cover this sort of stuff. We're fans of these consoles and boxes under our TVs. We are not the general public. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the best, the best illustration of that would be to go back and listen to our first couple shows before the, Wii came out <laughs> and <laughs> then a year, going with it, yeah. yeah. And then a year later, once the, Wii was actually in the market and look at the perception of that system. Um, yeah, it's, it, we, we know enough to, to be completely wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. We we pick what we think is going to like be the best-selling stuff and it never is. Right. Never. Yeah, we don't bugger all. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it's funny that there's a lot of people out there that like seriously do this and they're like, "Yeah, this is this is how this is going to be." And like it's just like the leakers that have cropped up, uh, uh, you know, around these new consoles. Like, you know how I've literally watched one guy, I followed him on Twitter for about a month, and I watched every leak, supposed rumor that he had. He was wrong 100% of the time. Especially in consumer electronics, predictions are so hard because you just never know what's going to catch on because it really, I mean, honestly, genuinely depends on uh, the the software that comes out. Yeah. The the Wii doesn't hit the heights it hits without Wii Sports. Yeah. And who, and, knew that, becoming, and who knew and, that a pack-in sports game that lets you bowl with a fucking wand would yeah, be the was, hottest thing to ever come out? It was th- that that game. It's not a stretch to say was the difference maker for Nintendo, uh, leading all the way up to this generation. <laughs> that game uh, created a lot of the success that Nintendo has even now. It's 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 insanity. It, if you remember the jokes we made about Fortnite, yeah, when they, when they pivoted to copy oh. PUBG. Well, I mean, if you think about it, just before then it was like vaporware. When will Fortnite come out? It was like uh, it was a recurring never joke. Never coming out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and not only, I mean, admittedly, it it changed dramatically and it did pivot. But the fact is, is that was a running joke for such a long time. We we had shits and giggles over that. And then now look at it. It's like that with a lot of games. I'm sure Wombat will be on the same page with me with this, but I had no idea that Roblox was one of the biggest games in the world until I had a child. Yeah. I had no fucking clue. I, I remember that thing coming out, and I, I played it, and I was like, wow, this is a hot pile of garbage, and I deleted it. Yeah. I'm like, this won't make it two months. 
And that fucking thing is monstrous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, don't ask my, me. I don't know. My Minecraft was the same way. <laughs> Minecraft came out, and I thought, man, this is pretty cool. But never would I have predicted that it would become what it became. Yeah, one of the biggest cultural games of all time. Yeah, not media. One of the biggest cult. One of the biggest cultural media uh, pieces of all time. Exclu- not just exclusive to video games. Yeah, it's insanity. It's it's just. I don't know. I could tell you what I think is going to win, and it's probably not. So don't listen to me. Anyway, yeah. one last tweet before we get out of here. It says, what's up, fellas? This comes from Curtis. What's up, fellas? It's a great time for gamers. Several bombs dropped this week. Who felt them? Goddamn, I'm still feeling after the shocks. Microsoft Series S for $299 and PS5 News incoming this Wednesday. Holy shit. It's been an exciting week. It has. It has. And the thing is, it's only going to ramp up from here. So we've got Sony stuff on uh wednesday and so from that point on it's going to be market and hype it's they're both going to be in full swing you're going to have and i can see how this will go you're going to have sony um push it the popularity of the playstation 4 and rightly so you know that that's something to shout about that thing sold gangbusters you're going to have xbox and microsoft push the value of the game pass and uh, again, rightly so, there's no service out there like it. Um, and it's going to be two different market and styles, I think, but it's going to be big. And it's and because we are not used to having to wait this long for pre-orders, you know, you're talking about less than eight weeks between pre-order and release. So you're going to have, whereas before you'd be able to pre-order at E3 time, you've got a long ramp up of, you know, drip-fed information and market. And now you're going to have eight weeks and it is going to be full on. And it's going to be one hell of a ride. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we're literally getting these prices in, like you said, September. And when you can pre-order an Xbox Series X, Granted, I'm assuming the PlayStation pre-orders go live within the next couple of weeks as well. They go live the same day. I will put money on that. I think that I don't think that's going to happen. I think it will. I th- I just uh, think if, if, so if, if that happens, John, Sony straight up fucking lied to your face. Because if you remember when you remember when the Best Buy pages went live and Sony came out and said, "Hey, we're not going to just spring this on you. We're going to give you time." Yeah, they time. said that. They, they said that. They did, and and six days is time. Six days is not time. If they announce it on Wednesday and put it up for pre-order on Wednesday, that's day of. No, it's not. They will go live on the 22nd. Well, I thought you said when they announce it, they're going to go live. That's what you said. No, I said that they will go live at the same time as Microsoft. Oh, maybe that's the case. Yeah, they both go live, I think, on the 22nd. Let's be fair, though. You're not going to be able to get a PS5 because those pre-orders will sell out because they're only going to have, like, couple hundred thousand of those things. No, didn't they say that they're going to have a couple of million a couple of months ago? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> ain't, ain't no console coming out this fall going to have a million units to sell. I'm sorry. I don't care what kind of bullshit you've been driving. No, sorry. I know. It's, it, it, not with everything that's gone on this year. These these things will be hard to get. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for the tweets. Um, next week, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to discuss when we compare prices of these two machines, hopefully. Um, 
but yeah, it's an exciting time. There's a lot of games getting ready to drop. I think the funniest thing is, is that every game that we're going to talk about this fall, you don't have to buy these new machines to play. I think that's weird and hilarious at the same time. But also, 2020 has been a fucking weird year. So, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at M4G Podcast, you can tweet at us every week for the show. If you want to shoot us emails, like we got three this week, that's awesome. Podcasts at ztgd.com. We'll read them. We'll answer them. We'll talk to you. We'll tell you about nacho fries. They're delicious. If you want to follow us on Twitter, John is at John WK. Ryan is at Wombat RP. Or is it R Wombold? I can never fucking remember. Wombat RP. That's what I thought. R Wombold was the old one. Okay. I, I know one of them was the old one. One of them's the new one, and I get them wrong every week. Um, you can follow the site as ZTGD content. You can follow me as ZTGD. Check out Phoenix Down. Drew is working through the God of War. He just hit a big pinnacle moment. I'm so proud of him. It only took him two years to learn the secrets of how great God of War was. Which part did he get to then? Not that part. Oh, okay. Not the thing where you go, oh, oh no, no way. No. He got to some Oh, I don't stuff. know if that's that part. No, I'm thinking... I'm thinking um, the part where he goes back to the cabin. Yeah, no, not that part. Okay. No, that's the part where you go, oh, my God, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that blew my mind. Yeah, no, he hasn't got there yet. But he is finding out that that he should have played that game two years ago. Has he? Yes, yes. Drew, I'm so ashamed. Anyway, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, I'm going to get this set up, and we're going to get out of here. All right. Peace, Bertrand. All righty. And it goes something like this.